0: More Charbonnet, please, as the Denver Broncos look at the running back out of UCLA in a third-round Thursday mock draft, not only conducted by myself, but also other members of Broncos country found him there as well. How would Broncos country feel about this? We'll dive into that and much more in today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team. Every day. What's up, Broncos Country? Welcome to a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast. Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos Country for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day. Every single day, shout out to all the everyday listeners out there, Monday through Friday in audio format, Sunday through Thursday. If you want an earlier preview of the podcast for the week, you get it here on YouTube. Make sure you hit that subscriber, that follow button for free so you never miss out on an episode as soon as it's made available. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Rockers reporter for Mile High Sports, joined alongside, as always, by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. He's the site expert, predominantly orange.com. Sarah, my friend. It is our favorite episode of the week as we build up toward the NFL draft. Not only for Thursday, do we have a third round Thursday? You know, we conducted a third round mock draft. Broncos country sent in there. So got some good ones, by the way, that we're going to highlight on today's episode of the show. And we also get a pre-draft press conference from Sean Payton and George Payton on Thursday in Dove Valley. Things are looking up, my friend. Things are looking up, Cody. It's a big Thursday, isn't it? You love to see it. You I mean,
1: man, uh, how long has it been? It feels like it's been ages since we heard from George and Sean Payton. I know it was just uh, a little while ago at the NFL annual meetings and whatnot, but man, feels like forever. It feels like we got so many questions that need to be answered, and and I'm sure you know they're gonna give the they're gonna give away the whole plan. They're just gonna give everybody all the answers they're looking for with just over a week before they have any picks on the clock, but also Cody on this very special third round Thursday, I've got, you know, I've got both the Broncos draft hats here. I need people to let me know which one's the better. I mean, I don't do many fit, you know, like fit checks on here, but you know, I don't know. I I like the orange one. Yeah. You know, it just feels like it just feels right. It feels like I should be getting drafted by the team. Hey, if the Broncos want to draft me with their first round pick this year, um, they, well, they can't, but, uh, <laughs> but at any rate, Cody, third round Thursday here. I, I love it. I'm so excited. I love the NFL draft. It's it's, it's kind of fun, isn't it? It, it got to be really creative being that the Broncos have no first or second round picks got to be creative with just five selections overall. I'm excited to get started on this. I'm excited to talk about just new options. Right. And it does feel like maybe the Broncos are trending in a certain direction with some of these top picks.
0: Well, let's talk about it, right? Because you and I both each week here on third round Thursday, we go through and we conduct a third round mock. Now, for those of you watching on YouTube, you're seeing the video on Wednesday. I don't need you to comment saying, well, it's not Thursday. It's Thursday in the sense of the show schedule, folks. This is airing audio wise on the podcast on Thursday. So there we go clarification on that because i feel like every week so we've we've done this we've had to bring that up but you launched your third round thursday mock sarah and you came away with a couple of impressive picks in my opinion at pick 67 and pick number 68 so let's let's let broncos country know sarah who did the broncos take at 67 and 68 tell me what factored into the equation here
1: Well, Cody, I've not only got the NFL draft hat on, I've got my George Payton and Sean Payton hats on as I'm playing the role of drafting for this team more and more these days. I'm really liking the idea of an offensive tackle here with one of these top two picks that the Broncos have in round three. And I I think they could go any number of directions and make the fan base happy. But I think offensive tackle is one of those positions you gotta look at, especially if the right guy falls. And in this scenario, and I did a simulation, I did a few simulations. Matthew Bergeron, the offensive tackle out of Syracuse, was there at pick number 67 in this scenario, Cody. And I pounced at that opportunity. You get a guy who could come in and be your swing tackle as a rookie. Come in and replace Calvin. It's not just Calvin Anderson either that the Broncos still don't, re- don't really have a replacement for, right? You got to replace uh, Cam Fleming. You got to replace Billy Turner. There's no real backup tackle other than Isaiah Prince who signed a reserve futures contract to speak of. Plus, I think the Broncos could look to 2024 for maybe a, a you know future starter at that spot, let's say. Um, you take a guy with some upside here in round three. Doesn't prevent you from taking an offensive tackle early next year, but gives you an option for somebody you you would say, hey, maybe we had a second-round grade on this guy. We get him here at pick number 67. So I like Matthew Bergeron, the, the tackle out of Syracuse there. And then I went and I took Rishi Rice, the wide receiver out of SMU, Cody. We talked about that Pony Express coming up from SMU to the Mile High City in Denver, and it's been fruitful in the past, hasn't it? I mean, the Broncos... Emmanuel Sanders, a few years back in free agency, he turned out to be, in my opinion, one of the best receivers in franchise history. Then you go to the 2018 NFL Draft, Portland Sutton, obviously a second-round pick there, and now Rayshie Rice, who's getting a lot of attention from the Broncos, had a formal interview at the scouting combine with the team, which I know a lot of people like to diminish that, and say, well, the teams meet with every player at the combine. That's that's pretty well true, but you only get so many formal Interviews with guys. So they're they're doing a little extra digging on him. Also brought him to Denver for a top 30 official visit. So, I mean, wide receiver, Cody, is has that been given another nudge into the realm of realism here with one of these top two picks? I think this combination, Matthew Bergeron, Rishi Rice, gives you two guys who can provide you depth for this year, but maybe starters in 2024, which I think is something that the Broncos really need to consider, especially not having a first or second round
0: pick. I like these moves here. To be honest with you, I'm kind of setting myself up for disappointment in real life if they don't go with at least an offensive tackle and a skill player of some sorts, whether it be running back, cornerback, wide receiver, whatever it may be. I feel like I'm setting myself up to be hurt, Sarah. But I like those picks. I think that's really good. Obviously, the connection you mentioned with Rice, you know, Mike Kliss put that out this week that the Broncos did bring him in for uh, an interview. And it just goes back to what we talked about when we did our state of the wide receiver position where... Denver was interested in Alan Zard. They were interested in Adam Thielen. Well, now that those, you know those ships have essentially sailed here for the Broncos, it just goes to show they're still looking at wide receiver, potentially. They're strongly considering it. So... We're fixing to find out here shortly what's going to happen with the Broncos in the 2023 NFL draft. As I mentioned as well, on Thursday in Dove Valley, we're going to get a pre-draft press conference from Sean Payton and George Payton. We'll see if I can get asked a question there to maybe clarify. I'm, I'm eager to see what kind of questions are going to be asked. I'm sure some trade stuff about Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy are going to be brought up, even though Sean Payton a month ago has already addressed that. We'll see if anything has changed from then. Until now, but Broncos Country, let us know what you think down below. If Sarah's third round mock draft is 67 and 68 with Matthew Bergeron, offensive tackle out of Syracuse, and Rasheed Rice, wide receiver out of SMU. But coming up on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, we'll dive into my third round mock draft as well. You'll get that on today's episode of the show. This episode is brought to you by our good friends over there at Bilt Barton. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and all the calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built bar. You've got to try this. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices as you go on, but you don't want to sacrifice the quality of sweets. You don't want to give up maybe essentially having chocolate. If you like that, you can have the best of both worlds with Built Bar here today. They're healthy. They taste amazing. And what makes them so good is they're covered in 100% milk chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. They contain 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar on top of that. You know, you can always get a box at Built.com here today. But if you want to get something local and close to you without having to wait for it to be delivered to your house... Go to your local Walmart, to the pharmacy area, and pick out a box of Built Bar today. Or go to your local Sam's Club and buy a bulk box of 13 bars, a wide variety of flavors, and much more. You get that with Built Bar. Well, you may have
1: seen a lunar eclipse. You may have even caught a glimpse of Bigfoot at some point. I don't know what rare instances you've had in your life where you tell people the story for the rest of your life. I swear I saw this. I swear I heard this. But have you seen a Cody Rourke Mock draft people. I mean, this is one of the rarest sites that you will see a Cody Rourke Mark mock draft here on third round Thursday. Cody, it's a privilege to, you know, that you're entering into, I feel like this is, you know, my realm. I I love it. I love it when you put together a mock draft, we got to hit the people with the Cody Rourke mock draft. I keep on messing that up. We need to print it on a T-shirt or something so that I can, you know, memorize (laughs) it. But hit us with your third round Thursday, Cody. I I love these picks. I think the people will be excited about these picks. And just kind of just a general different uh, zig while everybody else is zagging hit us with your third round Thursday
0: yeah you know I, I try to be consistent with it you know I think it's always interesting when you run a simulator guys that maybe you picked in the the first dra- you know mock that you did the next time you do it they're not available at that spot like some other team takes them or you know something like that for, for the Broncos here I was just seeing how the board fell for them using a mock draft and there was an intriguing prospect that was available here for the Broncos. And you know how I feel about the the running back position right now with Javante Williams' injury, things like that. So you know what? You know, for dinner, I like a little side of Charbonnet, right? Zach Charbonnet is coming to the Denver Broncos. I picked him at pick number 67. Obviously, those that don't know, he's the running back out of UCLA. He is a talented player, right? And look, he's the, in my opinion... Where when he was available, I was like, this is the best insurance policy possible for the Broncos and the offense for maybe what Sean Payton wants to do offensively. Not saying he's the next Alvin Kamara. I think that gets thrown out there way too much by people. But this guy has a lot of talent to be special here. And for those of you that don't know, I mean, he had 27 rushing touchdowns in two seasons at UCLA. He also had 2,496 rushing yards in these past two seasons. He also averaged 8.5 yards per catch out of the backfield as a receiver. You bring in a guy to complement alongside Samaj P. Ryan. If Javante's not ready to go, and even if Javante's ready to go, you never know. There could be some discomfort. We often see a guys, when they come back from a knee injury. Sometimes they overcompensate and they deal with soreness, or they maybe re-aggravate something in there. We see it happen all the time. And the Broncos can maximize their insurance policy uh, on the running back position by bringing in Zach Charbonnet, running back out of UCLA. That was one of my picks. And then look, 68, this got better for me, Sarah, because you know how I feel about the offensive tackle position. I think you made a great point of that. You selected an offensive tackle yourself. Blake Freeland, offensive tackle out of BYU, once again, available. I know I chose him a couple weeks back, but if he's available and he's a guy that I'm very high on, like, why not pick him again when I think he can be a good addition? Six-foot-eight, 302 pounds, very athletic for his size and has come across as a very good run blocker, also a very good pass protector, and he's also a guy who's just ridiculously strong, right? When we look at this offense that Sean Payton wants to design, power running, pound the rock, beat up your opponents physically and wear them down. This is a guy that can do that. Now he's not going to start year one for the Broncos unless they were to trade away Garrett bulls somehow, some way, but a guy like Blake Freeland can be a starter for you in 2024 if you do want to move on from Garrett Bulls after this year, but he's also a good guy to have in depth wise in case there is an injury to either of those guys. Regardless, I feel like Blake Freeland, even if he has to wait a year or even has to play at some point this year, I think he can contribute and have a big impact. This is all just my opinion. In Broncos country, you're always welcome to agree or disagree. But Sarah, I want to ask you your thoughts. Like, what did you think of this mock that I put together based on how the board fell for me? I really like the value in these two picks. I'm eager for your thoughts.
1: I like it, Cody. I do. Interesting that you bring up the name Alvin Kamara with that first pick. Obviously, Zach Charbonnet, the UCLA running back who he's well-decorated, obviously, at this point. You know what's fascinating, though, about Alvin Kamara? He was also the 67th overall pick once upon a time. So isn't that something? You kind of wonder, will Sean Payton remember that, and will he realize, hmm, Maybe the 67th pick, maybe it's a little good luck charm. Maybe he'll like, you know, rub the card before he turns in a a pick for a running back or something like that. Just, you know, uh, it's good luck, Uh, right? Alvin Kamara, he was part of that, maybe the best draft class ever in in 2017 for the Saints, right? When they took, I mean, Ryan Ramchek, Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, Marcus Williams, all these guys. I mean, they just had a, a from top to bottom. I don't think any single miss in that draft class. So, hey, if Sean Payton's like, you know what, that's the good luck charm maybe a running back in that spot is the, is the move, right? So I love the player. That's more, that's the most important thing in this whole situation, right? Is we can talk about positions. We can talk about positional value. And I know I keep going back and forth on this worse than a professional table tennis player, but it's really about the player in this spot less than it is about the position. Like the Broncos could take a running back and a center with their top two picks. Those are two, really bad positional values. But if you're getting really good players, then so be it. You've got to get the best players possible. And I think Charbonnet, you know, that's a great pick. And he's a guy who's going to run hard. He's a guy who's going to be able to factor into your rotation whether or not Javante is healthy. And I like that. And I like the Freeland pick as well. An athletic left tackle. Just somebody who can come in, like you said, probably not going to pencil in as your starter right away, of course, unless Garrett Bowles is, you know, traded or injured. But he's somebody that maybe you feel like hey, this guy could start if Bulls goes down. I think that has to be part of the equation, doesn't it? If, if the Broncos take a tackle at pick 67 or 68, they have to be willing and able to say, all right, we take this guy and and Bulls goes down. This guy is starting for us, you know, and it could be 16 or 17 games if it happens week one, right? So are we okay with that? Are we good with that? Do we view him as a day one starter? And if that's the case, man, that you if you view it a left tackle, or an offensive tackle in general, as a day one starter, man, you pull the trigger on that player, no doubt, no question about it. And I think you and I both, we got guys that, hey, Broncos country, keep your eyes peeled for these two tackles, Bergeron and Freeland there in round three, because if the if the Broncos view them as day one starters, you know, that's got to happen, even if you do have bulls starting in 2023.
0: I think it's always interesting as well, right? Because I you look at mock draft simulators— What is the most common thing that we see that leads to frustration on draft night? Well, this guy was available in the mock drafts in round three. How come he's going round five, round six? Like sometimes it's hard to place where real, like where NFL teams really value certain players and maybe how other teams do it. Right. Because, We get to get all the reports, right? And a lot of the people that assemble the mock draft simulators and put the board together the way that they have it, I mean, there's no predictive analysis that's going to determine really where anyone's going to go. It's all based on authenticity of user choice, maybe preference, team needs, it factors things in, but it's like there's times where we see guys who are listed maybe in like pro football focuses or pro football networks or mock draft databases, maybe as like the, the 55th best overall And, you know, prospect. But in the reality is maybe he's better. Maybe he's, you know, farther down the list. It's easy to get caught up in the hype of saying, well, this guy's not going to be available in round three. We honestly have no idea who is or who is not going to be available. Obviously, George Payton does believe that the third round, the picks that Denver has, they are kind of premierish in a sense. So. We'll uh, we'll see how things kind of pan out here for the Broncos going forward, Sarah. But uh, I'm super, super excited about what's to come here. We're just about a week and a half away from the NFL draft from occurring. The Denver Broncos at some point next week, they will be on the clock. And we are curious to see what they do. Do they make a move in round one? Do they creep their way into round two? Or do they stay pat and stay at round three at 67 And 68, there's a lot of options on the table, but one thing that we are going to do on today's episode, Locked On Broncos, we're going to dive in to our third round Thursday mock draft sent in from Broncos country. And there's some good picks sent in by a couple avid listeners of the show. We'll highlight those on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Real quick, let me tell you about the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast hosted by our good friends Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, the Draft Dudes. You can get the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. They dive deep into what it's like to build an NFL team from salary cap management, from talking about free agency, the draft scouting players. How do you build a team that can compete for a Super Bowl? Well, Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, they have you covered every single day on YouTube and your favorite audio podcasting platform, Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. As we dive into the fourth quarter action on today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, we just want to say thank you so much to everybody who listens in Broncos country every single day to the podcast. You are an everyday listener. Make sure you let us know in the YouTube comments. You can tweet us on Twitter. We truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us, to watch us, to engage with us in the comments or on social media. You make the show, you make Lockdown Broncos exactly what it is. We could not do the show without you, Broncos country. So thank you so much for your time, your effort, your energy, and your love. into this team, as we enjoy covering this team and bringing you hopefully closer to the team that you root for on Sundays. Speaking of getting fans and, and members of Broncos country involved in the conversation, Sarah, we always put out a prompt on Twitter kind of leading up to third round Thursday. And we asked Broncos fans, hey, send us your third-round mocks. We're going to go through, and we're going to pick maybe the ones we like the most, and we'll highlight them on the show. There were a couple of good ones. And and ironically enough, you know, we already conducted our mocks. They sent in, you know, a couple of listeners sent in their mocks, and we had some similar choices there, sir. So let's go with one of our everyday listeners, at newtype underscore JK47, always engaging on the show. He sent in his mock draft, and at pick number 67, Zach Charbonnet running back out of UCLA. So it's like it's a Charbonnet party here on Locked On Broncos. Obviously, we talked about the production that he has had in, in two the past two seasons at UCLA. It's incredible when you look at it. I know a lot of people say, oh, he plays in the Pac-12. I I don't I don't care about that. He's producing at a Division I college football program. That's always hard to do. And they're off in UCLA's offense, they were taken off with him. So he's a big part of that. And uh number 68. I don't this is an interesting one cuz this is not one that you and I had either. Marvin Mims Jr., wide receiver out of Oklahoma, looking at his career, Sarah, I was blown away by his statistics where he averaged 19 and a half yards per catch in 3 seasons at Oklahoma. He had 20 receiving touchdowns. He also had 123 catches for 2398 yards and he also has the dynamic of speed to him. Maybe he could be a guy that's going to come in and play wide receiver and play a role right away, even as a rookie. What were your thoughts on his mock draft that he put together?
1: And shout out to, to Newtype for this one. I love it. Pass the Charbonnet, baby. I love this. I love the, the idea of bringing in playmakers like anybody. And New Type knows this listening every day. You know how greedy I am, Cody, when it comes to bringing in these skill guys. I want playmakers at every turn. I even remember, remember back in the 2020 NFL draft when you and I were doing just kind of a little, uh, I wasn't even part of the show at this point, but you and I were just kind of watching the draft together and we were talking and I'm like, the Broncos need to take Albert O here and they already had like two or three tight ends on the team had just taken Noah Fant the year before and we manifested that, we manifested that pick. So I, I want to manifest these skill players again here in 2023. I love it. Charbonnet. And remember, people got to remember this. George Payton, a UCLA guy, right? So you, we know he's paying attention to the to the boys out at UCLA. We we saw Greg Dulcich get picked last year. I mean, man, don't be surprised if Charbonnet is a guy that they're looking at this year. And then Marvin Mims. I mean, I, I love it. Here's a here's a great metric for if you have a a good mock draft going, and it's not the only metric. It's not the only thing that matters. But just picture the two the two guys that you're picking for the Broncos here picture them getting drafted by division rivals. Would you hate it or not? If you if you would hate it, that's probably some pretty good picks right there. I would absolutely hate to see Charbonnet and Mims land on any of the Raiders, Chiefs, or the Chargers because you don't want to be playing against these guys. You don't want to be on the receiving end of Charbonnet's powerful shoulder. You don't want to be on the other end of watching Marvin Mims blow by your secondary. We know that... The division rivals will do what they do. But man, that's a the mark of a good mock draft, in my opinion, is if you can say, Hey, I would hate to see these guys join a division rival. And I think that's the case for both of these two picks.
0: I just had like a weird epiphany as we're recording and going through the show. Like I literally saw a vision pop up in my head where it says that the Los Angeles Chargers selected Charbonnet, right? Because of the whole situation going on with Austin Eckler. I just had like a, a flash they saying that hey, that's gonna happen. Hopefully that's not the case, right? We ne- we might need to clip this and save this just in case it does happen. A weird epiphany just happened there overall. Uh so shout out to new type underscore JK47 for his third round mock. Love the choices there. Broncos Country, chime in if you like those choices as well. Let's get to Kenny Nagel here. Now he made it a little bit of an interesting move here. He traded away pick number 67 and the Broncos 195th overall pick to the Atlanta Falcons in return for pick number 75, which is still in round three and acquired a pick number 110. So with that said, no 67, but at number 68, Sarah, he also selected Zach Charbonnet running back out of UCLA. I mean, he's the popular guy. That's why the, the thumbnail on today's episode on YouTube is more Charbonnet, please. And then... This one is 75. I'm actually not opposed to this one, Sarah. Trey Palmer, wide receiver out of Nebraska, former LSU product as well. Absolutely exploded last season with the Cornhuskers. And uh, you know what? Once again, running back, wide receiver. Sarah, I'm not mad at any of these picks. I would be very pleased with this if this was the case for the Broncos. Cody, could you
1: imagine if a good friend of the show and good friend of probably many who listen to the show, could you just imagine Cameron Parker if the Broncos trade up for Trey Palmer, the wide receiver out of Nebraska? And any Nebraska fans out there, Trey Palmer obviously had a huge year this past year for the Huskers. And you love to see that for him because he kind of got the raw end of the deal at LSU. Remember, all those guys that came up through LSU from like 2017 through 2020 I mean they are absolutely just cranking out NFL receiver after NFL receiver after NFL skill player and this and that and the other culminating of course in that big 2019 season when everybody ate and and we really saw a huge drop off these last couple years and Trey Palmer was unfortunately part of that early on and he gets the transfer to Nebraska has the massive season this year Cody, and I, I don't remember if he did anything against the Iowa Hawkeyes in that regular season finale. I, it's its blocked out of my mind. I can't i can't remember if Trey Palmer even played in that game <laughs> or if he just absolutely destroyed the Hawkeyes secondary. But look, this is a guy who's going to bring speed to your offensive attack. And 75 for him, trading up to get him. Trading a a third uh, or trading a, a fourth, you know, or tr- what is it? What is that? Uh, it's trading 67 yeah. and 195. You're moving back, uh, actually. So, you're getting some additional picks in there, so I actually like that aspect of it. Moving back and getting him, I had a just a weird little thing there about whether or not it was a trade up, but it is a trade back to get Trey Palmer. Even in that instance, I, I find it interesting that you brought up the the huge difference in you know mock draft simulators and where people have players ranked in their in their lists of player rankings or where they fall in the in the simulators. Uh, Lance Zierline of NFL.com doesn't even have doesn't have Trey Palmer within like his top 20 receivers, which I find that very interesting given his athletic profile, given his speed, given the breakout season that he had at Nebraska this past year. So maybe, I don't know, maybe is that the best value pick for the Broncos? I like the player though. Again, we got to come back to that. If you like the player and you feel like they can fit your offense well, then you got to do something like this, especially given the fact that Broncos need that speed element with KJ Hamler dealing with that pectoral injury.
0: It's going to be very interesting to see how things play out here for the Broncos in the 2023 NFL draft. You know, we're creeping one step closer to the festivities that kicks off next week. So that means we will have one final mock draft Monday coming up next week on Monday's episode of the show. We're going to have one final third round Thursday leading up to the draft next week as well. You get all that here on locked on Broncos, Broncos country. If you ever want to send in your mock drafts to Sarah, myself, obviously you can send them in to me at Cody at mile high com or for Sarah, Sarah, one, 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 five, eight, nine at gmail.com. Love it. So make sure you send your stuff in. We'll go through, you know, you get a response from us. I try to email everybody back, don't always see everything on Twitter due to how crazy Twitter has suddenly become in terms of not getting notifications and everything else. But with that said, Broncos country, that'll wrap up today's episode of the show. If you're an everyday listener, make sure tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Broncos, you're tuned in because we talk about the state of the offensive tackle position. There's Garrett Bulls, There's Mike McGlinchey. But what about behind them? What does the position look like? And how is that good or bad for Sean Payton's scheme? You get that much more on tomorrow's break.